that's 10 minutes of recording of talking about burning cash and um, boomers and caravans and Metamucil. So we probably should start the show. Very nice. Front and back. Leader's garment. <laughs> Quite happy. It's alright, isn't it? Looks looks pretty good in that bad boy. Excellent, I think the word you're looking for is. Look at that thing. Looks beautiful, doesn't it? Beautiful. Now, only if you're ready for this. Welcome back to the OTB podcast. We're back after the Monsignan World Cup, round seven of the series, and far out what a race it was. Um, I think I said that last week, but holy shit, this was another crack of a race. North America was really turning it on uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Monsignan is always a favourite of mine. Red Dog once famously slept on a box full of tyres. We didn't get any offers of um, anyone willing to put up any cash for him to sleep on a box of tyres uh, this week, unfortunately. So we missed out on that opportunity. But who Thank knows? God. We'll still oh, take an option. Yeah. We'll still take offers on that one. But um, welcome any back. offers to bring me back to to Instagram? Eh? Like just no, I don't think I don't think anyone's really missed you that much, mate. Ah, that's good as well. Yeah, so you're you're free for another week, free of Instagram and free of sleeping on a box of tyres. So Red Dog's mm-hmm. back, and then back this week, you may remember him from such shows as our Earth Rewatchables, Chris Vanderkolk, aka the man who said Finn will never make it. How do you feel about this weekend, Chris? Oh, it's um, it's a pleasure to be back to join the guys uh, on the podcast. Um, you you beat me to the punch there, Kerry. Um, I was just going to say, fantastic weekend of racing. Um, some real standout performances, some people uh, on and around the box that you might normally have expected to to be a bit further down the order. Uh, one of my favourite performances on the weekend was Finn Isles. Um, <laughs> you know, he's a guy, four years um, in the senior ranks, uh, and he's really just been chipping away, chipping away. Uh, he's had his doubters, he's had his doubters, and the media particularly been all over him last year or so. But, um, you know, I knew he'd make it. I knew he'd get there. And, uh, and look... At least I didn't write off one of my heroes, um, you know, yeah. only a few months after he hit world champs. So. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, this is a tough love scenario, like my Manar tough yeah. love scenario, that's, isn't that's it? how I feel you, about it. Yep. You were always there for Finn, weren't you? I, I, was, I always believed in him. I knew he had it. He just hit the gym. I reckon, I reckon up until recently, didn't you say that uh, Jackson would win before Finn? I, I reckon we Jackson could... would win before Laurie. Yeah, that's definitely been I'm, a hot standing. <laughs> This is our next hot take that's coming. That'll be the next one. (laughs) That take's heating up by the day. But actually, good good question on that. Oh, no, I don't think Jackson's time was quite fast enough to be able to beat No, it was a 13. I think it was a 13. It's close, though, isn't it? Holy shit. He is incredible, that kid. He's in touch. He did a 4.13, which would have put him in easily in third place in Elite, which is fucking mental. Yeah, but how much slower was the track, Kerry? Probably five, ten seconds? Mm, I don't think so. No, I don't I'd think say that, maybe two max. I don't think that track two max. was... It didn't look like it was that wet or anything. Like, Yeah, I don't think it had got much slower. The so. the corner off the Steve, uh, Steve Smith drop looked like it was Ooh. getting a bit blown out. But, bit bombed. Yeah. But that's yeah. not worth two seconds. So, nah. 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 Incredible performance regardless that he has been around the podium pretty consistently. Um, 
Yeah, fucking mental. But anyway, um, yeah, Finn, man, great ride. Um, first place qualifier, backs it up, last man down the hill. I was, um, I had goosebumps at the end of that race. It was, mm. um, it was so cool to see him win at home. Well, not that he really lives on that side of the country, but still, he won in Canada, which was awesome. Mm. And like, obviously, they mentioned it a lot, sort of following following in Stevie's legacy, which is pretty, pretty massive deal for Canadian downhill. Like these yeah. guys, I'd say Finn was certainly influenced by Stevie, but um, and so being able to win at home, huge deal. Um, but also, uh, old Finn wouldn't have done that. Mm. Especially not with the chain off. No, that too. That's incredible. He'd smashed like a good two or three teeth out of his chain ring by the looks of things. Oh, had he? Yeah. Looked like he'd hit a rock real hard. There was definitely a couple of teeth missing out of that. And that's obviously where it had managed to like skip out. So, Where do you think it was? Because it was on... It was still on, I think, in the fast pace, like well, after the Stevie... Yeah, yeah, I watched It was, it was in the last rock garden, wasn't it? He said something about it like being off from about halfway down, but I, if I was going to put a place on it, I reckon it would have been down after that Stevie Smith drop in those rocks down there because, you know, there's so many big yeah. square edge rocks in there that you could easily hang a chain ring on. So somewhere or around Or entering the woods, maybe. You know, when you enter and it's just like mm. real nasty. So he, like, after that. He probably lost about close to a second on that eight because his splits before... They first said that they looked like he'd lost the chain. Um, he was up like a second and a half. Yeah, well his his final sector he lost like eight hundreds um, to Laurie in that one, and mm. then he'd still been pretty good. I mean, he was still ahead of Laurie in the sector before. So, yeah, I think it was kind of. I mean, obviously that last stuff when you come out of those last kind of trees is a bit of a flat section where everyone's normally sprinting. Um, before you get down into the step up and that down to the finish. But man, that must have been, that must have just been nerve wracking for him. Just knowing that he had nothing except for just tucking and trying to get down through that stuff as perfect as possible. It wasn't super noticeable though, eh? Until like right near the end, then you're like, oh shit. Like, yeah. he hasn't pedaled in a while. He's pretty lucky it didn't get locked up in an awkward way as well. Like going through the rock garden. If he had like a pedal down or a crank down, he would have been fucked. Yeah, it's not unusual for that sort of thing to like manage to flick the derailleur or something, you know, into the wheel yeah. or something stupid like that, and shit could be all over. So and it dropped off the, off the like not towards the frame as well, eh? Yeah, it was on the crank. So it was like hanging on the crank, mm. hanging yeah. on the pedal spindle, pretty much. So it's probably lucky it didn't get jammed up or anything either. Oh, so lucky! What so, a nightmare. About Finn. He's 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 a different guy this year. He's so much bigger than last year. You yeah, reckon there's been some cues I, from Bruni on that because Bruni's been a big dude for a few years now with his training. Yeah, and I reckon Finn has bulked up too. And I, and I reckon it, Saint Anne, it's real obvious the guys who who are putting the work in the gym, especially the dudes who are just a little bit bigger, who have got bigger frames, um, who kind of don't just kind of float above the rocks like some of the smaller dudes do and Finn's one of those guys that was just so solid on the bike and the other one is Ethan Craig. Ethan Craig 
is someone who visibly is so much more solid and so much more well set up on his bike and he looked so much stronger than a few of the other guys that are around the same um, start time as him. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, I definitely agree, but it's funny you should say that, because then you look at, like, Laurie and Troy, and I would put those two guys in a similar category to each other, where they're, like, smaller dudes, and they're quite, like, hopping staff and that sort of thing. So, kind of those two quite opposite styles look like they've worked there. Yeah. Because Gwyn and Forth, he's obviously, like, he's he's Break. quite a tank. Yeah. Remember Horse said that when he saw Bruni and he hadn't seen him in a few years, he commented on how jacked he was? Mm. He's a rook. So there's obviously been a shift, like, I don't know, guys getting bulk, getting swole. Yeah, getting Did strong. Getting swole. It, was, it was evident at... Um, Creatine? Sure. Metrics. You know metrics, the stuff that the bodybuilders used to take back in the 90s? No, I'm not. I'm not real familiar with my '90s bodybuilding. No, Metrics. neither. It's, it's spelled M-E-T-R-X, and it's like one of those American brands that's just. I don't know. Google it. You'll see. <laughs> is it? Is it like um, FDA approved or whatever? Or is it kind of slip past that. Oh, the horses again. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Horse tranks. Yeah. <laughs> So your good result, well, not good result, fucking great result for him to finally win his first World Cup. The crowd looked huge as well. That looked like yeah. a real good crowd. And the Monster Nan crowd has always been good. So um, do you think potentially Finn is still partying? Oh, yeah. Is, holy shit. That Monster whole place Nan, is still partying. <laughs> it's either still partying or it's burnt to the ground. The cross countryers used to fucking hate it because the downhill guys would always go out after the downhill race and because all the hotels are right around where the pits are and where the party is. And I remember every year there's so many people complaining because it was just like this huge party on the Saturday night and then the cross country guys would be up and racing on the Sunday and there's downhillers still like just getting to bed at like after sunrise. <laughs> it went, It went off there. Because that looks like a really awesome pit village and everything as well, just from the, the shots. Yeah. As the ultimate armchair expert I've yeah. never been. It's a it's an epic setup, that place. It's always been my favourite uh, favorite venue to go to, for sure. It's like quintessential, um, and I don't know if snowshoes like this. It doesn't look like it, it looks pretty small, but like when you turn up at a North American big-size race, World Cup or whatever Norma turned into, and it's always like big resort, main pits, mm. um, like all the amenities and stuff. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, everything's just right around the pits. And, you know, like you're literally just at your hotel and the pits are right there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty mean. Um, so that's the Monsignor and party review. Uh, probably Do you think the- Horse is still going? Is Horse still going? Is he full gallop at that after party? I did have some comms with Horse today. Um we we tried to get a we tried to get a bit of a Monsignor update from him, but he was out at a um a GT team dinner, so potentially they were still going. Ah, oh, yeah, they've got a yeah. few things to celebrate. Yeah, they had a, they had a pretty strong yeah. strong race. Um, I wanted to kind of just scroll in down the results though, because obviously Laurie Greenland is second, point two of a second back. That was mm. um, man, because he had had a crash in qualifying. And his he came down pretty early and just 
obliterated everyone and that was a fucking incredible run at that point in time that pace that he put down I mean you look at you look at the results and he was nearly four seconds up on Brosnan in third place so yeah him and uh him and Finn were on another level there which was was pretty impressive like you don't see gaps like that very often in that in that top five nah I noticed also there weren't many mistakes across the whole race. Like there's a few big incidents, big crashes, but there weren't many like just mistakes or step outs that cost people their, their runs. Um, is it, is it a track that's like that where it, it looks wild and fast, but actually everyone's just going so fast and so straight that they're not crashing. Yeah, it is. It's like, I'd kind of made a note too. The couple of big, name crashes that we obviously saw like Amory and Greg Bernard, they were weird crashes from them too, like quite uncharacteristic mm. um, to see them go down like that. Like Greg's one was bizarre. And then Amory's one, like I could see what he did and, you know, kind of just pushed, you know, obviously pushed the front wheel in that turn, but it was a weird crash for him. Like it was not like it was something that was catching anyone else out. No, I think so- one other person looked like slightly sketchy in that turn after the CV Smith drop. I can't remember who it was. Uh, but yeah, like uncharacteristic. Both of them. Just real weird. You wouldn't expect Greg Minard to like essentially run wide off that. He got um, kicked or something off that. Yeah. Like some, I don't think he had enough speed and I think he pulled and got like a bit of a kick and it just sent him in a real weird, real weird direction. But pretty awkward that he pioneered that gap like two years ago or three years ago whatever it was and then he goes down on it in a, a race mm. run at this race <clears throat> yeah it was strange um but yeah, everyone else was relatively well i won't say tidy because it was still pretty wild but um it was actually hard to differentiate people like you'd look at the split and you'd be like oh that kind of it doesn't really translate to what I'm seeing on the screen at times. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. And especially because you miss like, I don't know, you probably miss three minutes of track before you get to the yeah footage. Like you see them out of the start and there is so much track that you don't see before they get out into that open stuff. Yeah, you see. Yeah, it is quite a lot, eh? That whole first piece which looked like it was back well, it was back to the um well i think they've run it the last few times now eh? Through yeah the, through the open but it's quite almost boomed up with that shark fin and all that sort of yeah stuff. yeah i miss the old the old track where they used to just have like the stuff that you were doing like 60 k's an hour down ski piece and it was just literally had taped in turns it was so fast and yeah there'd be all these little rocks just hanging out waiting to take you down was um it's pretty snakes gnarly. in the grass. <laughs> That's it. Um you got Brosnan, Red Dog, back in third. Strong, strong ride from the little Australian. Oh, absolutely. It's great to see him back on the rise. I mean he was obviously injured and he was kind of showing positive signs, but this is a real step forward, so it's good to see him back. And he looked good too, and the kit looks good and God, that kit looks um, good. I've, yeah, I've got him as my lit kit for the weekend. Lit kit for the yeah. season, actually. Yeah, it's a good kit. And he, he looked like he was back to... It was vintage Brosnan. T-Roy. Yeah. 
which is good to see. And then I was, he he generally goes quite good at St. Anne, and I was sort of hypothesizing why, Kerry. And my thought was that, like, you remember 2010, and, and like, Hill had been out, and Will Champs was in St. Anne, and they, Hill came back, and he did a ride at Wyndham, and then, not very well, actually. And then they went to World Champs, and obviously, T-Roy won in the UFO kit. And then, oh, yeah, he did. unexpectedly, Hill won, and he had the piercing and the tats and stuff, this... and he was like, out in, he's out of Nick. Can really? you imagine the after party? Imagine how good that would have been. <laughs> oh, my God. I, so I reckon it's because T-Roy is just like, this place has good vibes because we sent it. Wait, actually, that, that. that was 2010, wasn't it? I was, yeah. I was there. That was my last World Champs. You crashed and broke the Tomac. I snapped the Tomac. Mm. Um, Did you go to Hill's after party? Well, I think I went to the after party. Fuck, it's hard to remember. You would have been an Maybe. after party guy, Gary. I'm just trying to remember because it was... Um, I was staying with... Well, I was staying with the New Zealand team, so I don't think that would have made too much of a difference, but I'm pretty sure we went to the after party. Positive. You, you definitely would have gone to the after party. You're, a fan, you're a fan of the sport. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I yeah. would, but I, I don't have any memory of it, which, I mean, take that for what Disapp- you will. Disappointing. So I've, I've got a take on uh, on T-Roy at MSA, and it's related to the fact that there weren't a lot of mistakes. There, as I said, a couple of big crashes. But everyone who put down heaters looked real tidy. Like, real in control, fast, but, mm. like, nothing super loose. And the fact that Amory binned it and wasn't really necessarily peeling away with the win and often when he peels away with a win he's got a super loose run like it's a it's a t-roy track <laughs> he's always been strong there but it's it's funny because people would i remember like back in the day people would always be like oh watson ends a man's track it's you know the little guys don't do well there it's you know for the for the big strong guys and then you look at second and third, and I mean, I'm not saying they're not strong, but they're not, they're not the big, the big bulked out guys. Mm. So, but big bulked yeah, out guys, that's true. Going and forth. Um, now we're pretty sure we came to the conclusion that Chris and I don't owe Red Dog more beers. I think it was just a one time. Um, no, it was a one time deal. It was yeah. a one time deal. But I, I just want you guys to face the music here and sort of admit that you were both wrong. And clearly wrong. He's a man on the charge. He's probably oh. going to beat Greg well, Menard's win, win numbers. He's got I'll, the good Lord looking over him. I'll take my does. I'll take my my wrongs uh, oh. put to me correctly. So we said he won't be back on the podium. We were wrong. You said you said Aaron Gwynn will never make it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think uh, you've got a couple of takes mixed up here. Yeah, you, oh, okay. you're getting your takes mixed up. We said <laughs> we said he wouldn't get back on the podium. We were wrong. But you're I'm saying he's a man so on the charge. You're, you're making a new. You've got a new hot take. What's your new hot take, he, Red Dog? We should have said he wouldn't get a medal. Yes. We yeah. That, I mean, no. But we we've been through this top five debacle. <laughs> um, but I would have said, like, if when I said Aaron Gwynn will get a podium, get a top five. I thought St. Anne was probably his best shot to do it. <laughs> it was like late enough in the season, he could probably build a head of steam ish. Yeah. You know, like, and think if back he was to ever going to do it, it was probably there. His legacy at St. Anne when he came out and got a top 10 there at his first ever World Cup. Mm. 
Yeah. That's fucked. He was, and I um, believe he like he pumped everyone like when it was super wet or something. Like it was getting worse and worse conditions, and I think he won. Oh yeah, he won that one a few years ago, and it was horrific conditions. Twenty seventeen, maybe I think something like that. But are you talking yeah. about old Gwyn? <laughs> yeah, not oh, yeah, modern. Sorry, Gwyn. no, we're talking yeah. about old Gwyn. Yeah, we're talking about old Gwyn. Yeah, we're, so we're looking at new Gwyn now. My question for you, Red Dog, as a Gwyn guy, what's yep. what's next for him? You're saying he's on the charge. What's your hot take now? Because it can't be uh, margin fourth river. Uh, it's he seals he seals the the career off with a world champs win. Are you calling retirement? That. No, he wins world champs and then he's out. Mike Trust. That's a huge hot take. He's not I winning Luger. He ain't I don't winning think Luger. He does. Um, could someone he win French, again? Someone French Probably. is winning Luger. Yeah, there's too much on the line for a Frenchman not to win. Yeah. Um, Petey's dusting the kid off for redemption. <laughs> yeah, he needs redemption there from 04. God Have damn. you watched that recently? <sighs> yeah. Oh. It still hurts. It, it still hurts, hurts to watch. Like, can you imagine being him then? It would have been so shit. Fuck. I cried a little, probably a lot at the time, I remember, because fuck, everyone hated Burrell back then too. Mm. There yeah. was a lot more hate in the pits back in those days, eh? Yeah, the the French didn't have a good name back then. They were not they were not that popular, but they definitely have changed. You know, they've changed a lot now. They have, yeah. They look a lot more fun. Yeah. Yep. How about um Bernie getting another podium in fifth? He's on a charge. So was he on a full twenty nine er? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a full twenty nine er, yeah. Hmm. Yep. I said to he um was fastest in time training and I mean you know you can never take too much stock from time training but I sent it to Red Dog and I was like is this is this anything and I think the exact reply was it's not something but it's not nothing yeah that and, was um, I was like man I can just see the confidence in him especially after his you know strong weekend at Snowshoe I felt like him putting down that first place in time training was just going to lead, you know, snowball the confidence for the weekend. And sure enough, what do you go fifth and fifth and qualifying and fifth and finals? So he's he's on form at the moment. I think something that can't be overlooked is how much that dude does between managing the team and like he's as he's probably has, had a greater uh, influence on a bike brand than any other rider in any what? other team, like single handedly. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that in the weekend. I was like, what he has done for Pivot has been incredible. Mm-hmm. He, um, I saw Eddie had something on the story about like the busiest man in mountain biking. And like, it's no joke for him to be managing that team, um, you know, racing to a podium. He's like the vlogs and shit he does. He does all that stuff himself. He edits it all like loads. No, of- he does not. Yeah. Does I'm he pretty, actually? I'm pretty does sure he, he does. It? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's That's putting that stuff insane. together. Oh my god! Well, he used to like he used to be up until like a year or so ago or whatever, um, and I think he still does because it doesn't look like they have like a video person or anything with them. Like he's just full GoProing it the whole time. Like even just doing that, having the energy to like be constantly filming yourself talking and shit on a GoPro and then editing it and putting it up each night because. Um, yeah, actually, I was talking to Sam Gale about it, and when he was with them last year, he was saying how um, Bernard would like get back, 
that night and he would be flat out on the computer like putting his vlog together so he could get it uploaded that night. They'd be like hanging it hanging around waiting for him to get everything uploaded so then they could go out for dinner or whatever, or like to the after party. That's nuts, I know. Also, can you imagine just living your life like that? Like, he's, if you ever watch one, he pretty much walks out the door in the morning and he's got it, he's videoing. Yeah, wakes up, start of the day. He's telling you about, like, some of it, some of them are pretty long and there's some some stuff in there where I'm like, this could be gone, but you get a pretty cool Mm. insight into a lot of what's going on each day. That's but oh, I can't imagine just talking to a camera that much. Like it nah. must be real taxing. Gary, yeah, would you watch a red dog vlog like that? Oh, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd love a red dog vlog. I'll like, take all the red dog content I can get. Like mm-hmm. I'd like to see like a, a commentary of his commute to work on a rainy day. You know, talking, was a, talking a through like what, this what coveralls yeah. he's going to wear. <laughs> like run us through the gravel bike setup for commuting, and then run us through it for actual gravel bike riding, and it's the same. It's a, it's the same. Oh no! Nah, sometimes I take the kids' mount, the seat mount off. <laughs> yes. Mm. It sounds riveting. Mm. It is. Yeah, yeah. This morning it was a southerly and it was raining, and I had to wear my wet weather pants. Is that doing it for you? Wow. <laughs> On a day like that, I'd probably just stay at home. You're one of those sickos that's not wearing anything under your wet weather pants either. He <laughs> uh, likes the way it feels. Yeah. You're pretty sweaty. Uh, hands up if you saw Loris Ravelli getting sixth. Yeah, I've got a bone to pick with this because I looked at like <laughs> the... And we'll get into fantasy later. Oh, I'm fuck, fantasy. fuck fantasy. Fuck fantasy. But he, like, the people who won the overall pink bike lead for fantasy had picked Loris Ravelli. And I'm like, you, there's no way you're like, shit, yeah, he's doing well. I was, no way. I was like millimeters away from putting him on my fantasy team because oh, i was look like a genius i was looking at nah because all the rest of my team shit the bed anyway but who did i i can't remember exactly who it was i put on in his place but there was two of them who were very similar oh it was um might have been ronan dunn i think it was they were the same yeah, price it? and i was like ah, i'll stick with ronan because oh, i it's a no, I, had, I had way too much recency bias when i was picking my team because I was just thinking about what had just happened, and I picked this team all based around that, and then they just fucked me over. I'm That's deleting that league. Fantasy's over. Yeah, no one's getting food tonight. <laughs> no one's getting the kit. The season's no done. No one's getting a box of old broken parts. <laughs> Terrible. But, um, but yeah, insane, insane result for him. Eighth in qualifying and backed it up with a six anytime you better you're qualifying that's um that's awesome cool looking bike just uh, just livery wise reminds I, me of um do I like the look of those i i like seeing a pirelli logo on uh yeah on a downhill bike and on a downhill kit i pirelli's got I'd quite a cool like logo that, eh? just well, from it's, the car it's racing pirelli. Side. like it's sick yeah. It's like if Momo like started to... making handlebars. Give me some Momo handlebars. Oh, 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 oh and like Recaros? Yes. Million Give dollar me Recaro saddles? Holy shit. and some Momo bars. Do we need to start some sort of like, I don't know what it would, I guess we'd have some sort of business like consulting and we're going to start going to these car brands and we're going to pitch these ideas to them and we will be millionaires. Well, you're already doing yeah. it for Bosch. Yeah, what can we do from Bosch though for a like, 
something cool for downhill bikes. I don't know, like a handlebar mounted oven or something. <laughs> Toaster. Toaster oven. See, my only, my only issue really is that the bike looks real cool, but I can't get down with that kit. Like, I feel like they had a better looking kit. It matched the bike a bit more earlier in the season. The kit they that had when they launched weird. that team was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. It's like a black kit or something. And it just had yeah, a yellow it's pretty much logo on it. Yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of kits, Ethan Craig, what do we think about that kit? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't get behind it. Nah, um, strong, great ride. Very impressed with his ride. Amazing season, ride, but not Amazing impressed ride. with the kit. No, and the helmet. No. Oh, the helmet. Nah. Uh, who do we need to talk to? Is it horse? Uh, I think we can blame it on horse. Yeah. Horse, yeah. horse has always been a guy who knows a good kit, right? I think he knows. In his heart, he knows. Hmm. He knows. Oh, well, he, he knows now. Knows. Well, he doesn't because he's probably not going to listen to this. But you know, he'll know. He did wear a that... back a backflips uh, logo and helmet <laughs> one season, though. I will put that against him. I um, I have a <laughs> no if you want, I have a photo of him uh, like relatively recently, last few years. We went out for a ride, and he couldn't find his helmet. Like I don't know where it was. So he turned up in like a piss pot, like a. Like what you would have gone dirt jumping in yes. on his trail bike, and it's I think he's so doing a tuck. So, but insane ride from Ethan Craig. That's he's been building a, and I'd have to. You have to think that's that's horse, right? Oh, it's hundred percent. If it, if we're putting it in a like percentage pie of what has improved, it's having horse around. Mm. So he dropped in uh, just in front of. Um, Oh, fuck, what's his name? On the giant, um, the one giant Remy. rider in the world, in front of Remy. Remy Tyrion. What and is up with giant? That's a question I've got for later. Well, that's yeah. yeah, that's one of my points actually. Also, but he he was like so. Ethan Craig, solid as on the bike, no movement, and the bike setup is mint. It's on point. I, he's a stayer. It's got a good setup, and then Remy's come down behind him on what looks like probably one of the worst bikes in the pits. And he's just getting buck left, front, and centre. And it was like black and white on how to do MSA versus how to do <laughs> Yeah, that bike, the GT also looks good. Um, they seem to have the, that thing pretty dialed, eh? Yeah, it, lo- it looks like it's competitive, which is fantastic. Especially for something like it's early been a, in its life cycle. It's been a while since GT's had a good downhill bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even that, the predecessor to this, what is seemingly prototype, but probably production. Yeah, didn't like even it. that was like it was better, but it wasn't quite there, eh? Yeah, this um, this looks like they've got it pretty dialed, and there's the suspension um, setup's working as well. Like, like the fork was working so much, so stable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good looking rig. Um, I do want to note, and this is a sort of a if horse does listen, this is sort of just a little bit of advice. Can you get the man a hat on the hot seat because he he's gonna burn out there. A New York hat. <laughs> Yeah, I was just no, oh, LA, probably LA. Oh, LA, uh, yeah, sorry. Whatever, whatever team he want, he's affiliated with, but um, can we get a hat on him? Because yeah. I'm concerned for his skin. He is dangerously pale. Yeah, I mean, one pale man to another, get maybe, a hat on him. Maybe you can get a, a sponsorship with Skinnies or something like that. Get him a Sunblock sponsor on board. If they want to come on board this podcast, I'd be more than happy. I had a Sunblock sponsor. Well, I was on a team with a Sunblock sponsor once. Did you? Yeah. We were sponsored by the... I don't... 
I don't know if it was actually a sponsor. I think it was like an affiliation. We had the John Wayne Cancer Foundation. We had this like John Wayne sunblock that we were giving out at races. Like John Wayne, the movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> did you meet John Wayne? No. No, he didn't. didn't turn up for some B to B. We also were sponsored by Sierra Nevada Palo. Arguably, oh, that was the better right. sponsor. This, hold on. Did you see that's any a, of it? a craft beer company. Yeah. Yeah, you but were, I was you were an early craft beer guy. I was not yeah. drinking it at that point. I was a space nah. guy back then, so I was when not having it. regret you ever had? Yeah, possibly. When you were traveling in the states back in those days, Kerry, what were you drinking? Oh, uh, cause light. Cause cause light. Mm. If the mountains are blue, but when the Rockies turn blue, that's when you. Get you can't to go. drink anything else in the states. Like if you're if you're cruising around, you're drinking bulk cause lights. Cause not lights or light? nothing. They're Nat- so weak. Natural oh, light, so weak. natty lights go all right too. You can hit so many of them because oh. they, they don't get you drunk. Like they get you like you buy them in a box of bars, but you can't drink them fast enough. You drink the whole lot. Yeah, it's like water. Mm. Yeah, so refreshing. I could do one right now, actually. So cheap too. So much cheaper than this craft beer. So cheap. I think we should record an episode of this from the Southern Man Room. Yeah, I don't know how the internet will work down there, but we'll oh, give it a crack. Yeah. Listeners Can you still get cause lights in New Zealand, Kerry? I, no, nah, they're gone, I think. There was a there was mm. a period where I got back into them when you could buy them in New Zealand, but I think they're gone again. Maybe they weren't very popular. They got pushed out by space. <laughs> Speaking of a southern man, uh, Blinky, what a fucking fantastic return. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Southern man. I'm just trying to make a segue. Get out of here. <laughs> He's born and bred Wanganui, mate. Yeah, but he lives in Christchurch now. He owns he a home. he owns two homes there. So he does. He no longer owns property in Wanganui, and he owns property in Christchurch. So we're going to call him a oh, southern man today. For the sake yeah. of the podcast, and he got eight. Shout out to the old boys. What a fantastic result! Yeah. It was. Really, really good. Like, I didn't think no, he was going to hold on to it for that long. Like, I was like, man, that was a good time. That was a good run. Like, he looked real good. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, this will probably put him into like, I was kind of like looking at the maths of who's to come. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he'll probably be back around like 13th or something, which is a good result. Yeah. But man, yeah. eighth, eighth was fucking epic. That's a, I mean, Norco, they're Canadian. Wouldn't have done him any harm like with them getting eighth at St. Anne and shit. It's just good to see him back in the top 10. Yeah. I like, I like my downhill when there's names that are familiar in the top 10, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you've got guys like Aaron Gwynn and Sam Blinkenstock. Yeah. It makes me feel safe. Even Troy Brosnan. He's pretty old now. Yeah. We looked up Not his that age. Old, but I was, it was funny. Oh, I was, I was looking on. at him and I'm like, man, he's, He's been around, you know, he's got some legacy in the sport now. He's been there for a while. He was at that hill after party. I watched... He went um, to Palooza. Oh, he also, Sam, he Sam also looks like a corporate lawyer in his profile, UCI profile photo that they yes. play in the, in the live feed. It's amazing. Yeah, he's the only one in a college shirt. Yeah, a black, a black college shirt. He's yeah. either a corporate lawyer yeah. or a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> but like like a high-end drug dealer. Like he doesn't actually Solo. touch the material. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. No, he's got he's guys so working right. for him. No, yeah. you, it's too yeah. dangerous if you're touching the material. He was born in 93, so he's not 30 yet. Nah, but he feels old. He's been around. He's just been around for so long. 
He's like yeah. an elder statesman. I bet, I bet the young guys in the field look up to him like real. Well, because I don't know, I don't know if you remember, but not many would be looking up to him, mate. No, he's pretty short. Um, Maybe Dan. Laurie will. <laughs> but um, in juniors, you can race two years, so you can, you know, you get your like seventeen or eighteen, whatever. You get, you can race two years as a under nineteen, essentially at World Cups, and he was. He did a full season of World Cups the year before he could actually race. Mm. That's how young he was when he came into it. Um, the Monster Specialised, or yeah, they were Specialised team, picked him up and he went to all the races the season before and he was, I think he swept at all the races. So he yeah. did practice and did sweeping runs and that. <laughs> so he's Didn't been Finn around that as well? so long. Yeah, Finn did it. Uh, Loris might have even Loris done it. it. Potentially, or he went to a few. Finn definitely did it as well. Finn definitely did it, yeah. And you look at the age of those guys doing that, and you're like, man, that's um, that's so much experience just to go to those races. Like, it kind of takes so much mm. pressure off, and you can see why those guys had like such dominant years of juniors. Oh yeah, that's pretty much about all I want to talk to in the top ten. Um, Tohoto with a strong ride in eleventh. I am on the verge of about to send Rob Warner a message to tell him that his name is not Tahuto. Oh, yeah. Every time. You've only got to endure it for like two more races. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be interesting um, to see what comes about next year with commentators because Rob's obviously out. Sounds like Elliot's not with anyone next year either. Hopefully Elliot's there. That'd be good. Yeah, I don't know. He said on the old, oh, someone mentioned. Well, I don't know where I saw it actually that he wasn't wasn't going to be commentating. But yeah, that's a. Little I don't know. Bit. It's a little bit of it's up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, we don't like change. We don't like nah, change. We I've, don't like change around here. I've got a hot take on this. Mm. <laughs> I say it reluctantly in public, but I think the stuff that's happening next year will be ultimately really good for the sport. And I think I think that it's it's the best it's ever been, but it's still like it still hasn't hit mainstream success, right? And their goal is to make it mainstream success. Mm. And I think that like Warner is awesome, but he's too loose. He's too wild. Like people who aren't into mountain biking who watch this stuff think it's a bit gimmicky. Maybe yeah. But like I love Warner, don't get me wrong. So as a fan, I think he's awesome. But I don't think that the current format and the current style can carry them into like mainstream Sunday afternoon viewing in the Northern Hemisphere. Is our sport just is what it is though? Like I think for an outside person looking in, it's it's kind of a bit weird sometimes. Like oh, even yeah. even for me sometimes I'm like a lot of these dudes I'm watching, I'm like, this is kind of boring because you see one guy on the screen, you kind of don't really know what's going on. If you if you didn't know what it was, you'd probably, you know, you'd be 50-50 if you turn it on and you find it on TV and you're like, if it's going to pique your interest. But when, yeah. you've got a, when you've got people racing each other, elbow to elbow, it's it's just so much more exciting. Yeah, but it's, e- see, it's easier to digest, eh? Yeah. But that's where I think as more just everyday people get into mountain biking and mountain biking itself becomes a more mainstream sport. 
the racing becomes more relatable just because they recognize the bikes and they recognize what a track looks mm. like, even though yeah, they but, might never go and ride anything like that. And this is going way off pace, but excuse the pun, but the Discovery guys, in, when they do all these interviews about this announcement and everything, they keep referencing ski racing. And ski racing is fucking huge in Europe, right? Like massive, massive crowds. And 95% of the people who watch that shit have never raced through gates, but they go skiing on the weekend and they can relate mm. to it because they know what skiing is. And I think yeah. they're trying to take it towards that, which is just, it's exciting, it's amazing to watch because it is sick to watch if they get good coverage and good tracks. But it's it's still like a niche, edgy sport the way they present it. Um, anyway, that's my hot maybe, day. We'll pick it up another day. Maybe we need to have some sort of format of racing where you have a kind of short course with lots of exciting features and you get four guys racing down it together at once. I'd be a fan yeah, of that. But then that would catch, catch on. Of those but, four guys, like one of them will be insane at gates and they'll just follow each other for 30 seconds. And wow. every weekend you have to change the course dramatically to be mm. almost an entirely different sport. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the broadcast though, if you watch like... Um, I don't know about the women's pro doesn't do as much because there's not as many of them obviously that qualify. But like in the guys, when it starts, it's real quick fire, and I guess it's because they're not down to those three minute gaps yet, mm. eh? Mm. And so like when say Craig and I know Remy and stuff were coming down or were broadcast, it's like real quick fire. It's like guy starts, you see all the footage. You don't see any additional footage, I don't think, for the later guys. And then finishes, probably a little bit of mucking around, then bang, next guy's there, bang, next guy's there. And I reckon it lose, starts to lose a bit of momentum. Like, they go, you know, guy does his run, then they go do some replays, and they look at that color analysis thing that doesn't really mean much. And, like, they're almost padding for time, and it, like, I don't know, I think it, I think maybe for the average viewer, that kind of lose you're going to lose them because they're just like, oh, I don't need to see this guy do this again. Or... But that's because of the way they're currently doing it, right? And, yeah. And, yeah. I mean... I reckon they could make it more, like, punchy almost and, I don't know, maybe less time analysing because for most people it doesn't mean much. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I think the other thing that, um, that will change with this is the riders will profiles of the individual riders will get bigger so at the moment it's pretty much up to the riders and the teams to create their own profiles but the media coverage or the the like the broadcast and everything isn't telling the story of the individual riders and i think that's one of the things that discovery will potentially try to do because there's like you look at the model that's been set with the whole f1 drive to survive um thing yeah where they go beyond just the racing and they actually tell the story of the races and all the rest of it. And there's like the sport is actually pretty rich in that regard. They're real mm. interesting people. They're all really well connected. They travel around the world. Like there's a lot of story to tell there. And I think that the writers don't actually get the exposure and the profile that they necessarily deserve because they get their three minutes of racing. And if they're in the big show, then that's, that's all they get on screen. And then it's up to them to tell their own stories. Yeah, no, I I tend to agree with that. They're almost like disposable, right? Like they're not creating any value around them as part of that broadcast. And it's probably to do with the Red Bull affiliation as well. But hmm. 
um, yeah, you're right. There's probably room to to generate some more interest around the people. But we'll see. I think if anything, if they tighten it up to thirty guys, which it sounds like they probably are, it's gonna there's gonna be some pain for a while, I think. But I th- ultimately, I think it's gonna make the pointy end better. Yeah. But there's gonna have to be something that comes in behind it because there's so many people that are gonna be vying for those thirty, right? Yeah. Like Formula One's not just twenty guys. That pop out of nowhere like no all, all of these whole the fleet that thing, gets right? in there yeah. and it's and again like I, I i hate to use the analogy again but ski racing is exactly the same thing like the guys that are on the world cup circuit are there permanently and they are like the pointy end but then there's a massive yeah. crew of people who are racing like europa cups which is kind of i guess ski racing's equivalent of um, ixs cups and stuff but that alone is like that's a career racing Europe Cups and then racing the US circuit and stuff. And the same thing will happen with Mountain Bike. No doubt. I think anyway, change is good. I Gary's agree. Bored. <laughs> You've lost you lost me a few minutes ago. I've been on Facebook. Um, <laughs> do you know what you should do? Now this get just you're not gonna lose me here, I hope. What you should do is like We've probably lost half the listeners. Set up a long yeah, no, set on. up a long hear me out, set up a long jump, right? Yes. And then take twenty grand and burn it in the middle, so you can jump the furthest on an e-bike. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Um, wow. How about Amory Perrin, man? He all he needed to do was finish top twenty-five to wrap up the World Cup season around early to wrap up the overall, and he goes and crashes and finishes twenty-sixth. What a kick in the nuts! By like do... a second as well. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was he needed twenty four. Yeah, he was point point three of a second. If he was twenty fifth, I think he was good. Or maybe it was twenty fourth. But twenty fourth. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because yeah, he's got a two hundred and forty nine point lead now. So yeah, if he'd had twenty fourth, yeah. he would have had those two points. What, what a. Um, uh, what would you have done? Cried. If you were Amory in that position, what would you have done? In what scenario, like when I went like, down, or like, and you're in the start gate or whatever, are you sort of thinking, well, I need to get top twenty five here, and if I don't crash, it's pretty I'm much probably a, right. it's pretty much a guarantee. Like he could do a reasonably decent run and be in there. Yeah, but, but can he yeah. do that on purpose? Though? Like, can you purposefully slow down but still put together a really good fast run? Like, are, are these guys at that? point where they can just take five percent off and and it'd be fine because because he also crashed in probably a corner that he would not have crashed on all weekend unlikely place to crash and he didn't crash because he was pushing it no i think he just got a bit unlucky with where he'd put his front wheel basically it was a pretty weird scenario and like kind of looking at his splits he wasn't like he was on pace obviously like he was yeah, there, thereabouts. He was eleventh at the first split, but that was like you know within a second. And then he was third at the second split, um, and then obviously he crashes and he loses like a good eight seconds or something there. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's like I mean these guys could still, you know, they could back it down a little bit, but it's also hard because then you go, 
you start probably questioning yourself of like, have I backed it down too much? And, you know, whereas like your focus would normally just be on riding it as fast as you know you can or feel you can anyway. Yeah, you got to, I guess you got to, for a guy like him, race to wins maybe the safest option almost. Mm. And he, but I mean, he, I, I he's guess he's uh, done like a fast run, like in qualifying. He's always like a rapid qualifier, mm. right? Like, mm. And he likes being last man down the hill. So it's probably his only speed. Yeah. Wide open, pretty much. But I mean, he's he's as good as wrapped it up. Because the final yeah, the final round is no qualifying points. So it's qualifying points that oh, combined right. in finals. So yeah. to win is 250 points. Um, second, I can't remember exactly what it is. But essentially, him being at 249 points up on Finn. Finn would need to win and Amory basically would then to not show up. Yeah. Because um, 60th place gets you one point, which would, oh, so. so like, as long as he was within the top 59, which he's protected, so he's going to be in so finals So he just has to guaranteed. roll the line. He just has to roll over the line. Nah, because if you DNF, you don't get points. Nah, nah, like... Oh, on qualifying, yeah. In qualifying. So he just needs yeah. to roll across the beam. And then basically, but he'd have to he'd have to finish. Finals, yeah, so he right? still need to finish. So as long as he's not injured or something, like I'm sure he can just ride down the hill to a finishing position. Um, does that does that does it change things that world champs is in the middle? No, nah, I don't think so. But I also yeah, I don't think Valdesol being the final is. I mean, I, I fuck. We've been wrong a lot before. I mean, just look at how much of a dumpster fire my um fantasy team was and how wrong i was about uh gwyn obviously but i mean i don't know if i would have i don't know if i would have said that finn was a strong contender at valdesol but then looking at it he was ninth there at world champs last year so maybe i'm completely off base on that but either way finn would need to win one point like Finn needs to win, and Amory needs to not show up, basically. Yeah, it would need to be like... It'd be the biggest clawback of all time. Yeah, it would be an, an incredible if it happened, but I don't see it happening. I see I see Amory getting on the piss at the MSA party and like, mm. breaking a collarbone or something. <laughs> like, I don't want that to happen. That'd be terrible, but... He's French. They get wild. Yeah, he looks like he just enjoys uh, he enjoys a few beers and some darts as well. So mm. he'd probably get after it. Uh, and then obviously we we talked a little bit about Minar's quite bizarre crash off that step down too. So that was kind of the other the other main yeah. highlight of well not highlight but big big drama of Mont Saint-Anne because he was looking good too he was second at the first split fourth mm. third and then that crash man like he mm. was on track for another podium would have been tight so uh, I don't know how he did it Leger last time but he's been he's been building momentum second place qualifier and then that pretty damn strong so who, who are you more surprised by this year uh, Kieran specifically, I'm asking you this. Um, Minar or Gwyn? 
Mm, I would. I'd probably go. I'd probably go six sixty percent Gwyn, forty percent Manar. Slightly more There's surprised that Gwyn has made it back to the podium. If I look back at his last couple of seasons, that's why I made this infamous bet that he wouldn't get on the podium. Um, but then like Manar's the current world champ, so like he. I feel like he sh- he's still showing that he had the speed, whereas Gwyn has kind of had a couple of pretty average seasons, and I was had basically written him off. Yeah, you had. Yeah, yeah, we all heard that. You ripped him. You, yeah. you ripped his heart out. Um, only other notable thing from me, well, not only other, and I'm sure KB, you'll do the New Zealand wrap-up after this, um, but podcast favorite benoit from accounts cool. oh, god he was pushing he was pushing but i think the water have found him yeah he almost died <laughs> and, um, was, how lucky wow. was he to ride that out holy, holy shit. shit but did you in the women's the exact same thing happened to miriam it's it, ex- it was did the she same blow spot it? she didn't lo- didn't peel the tire off or anything though she because yeah, still... she blew it oh did she Ooh. yeah pretty much blue yeah I thought it was still on. Uh, it was, I think it was still on, but yeah, it was like, it was a, almost instantaneous. It looked like it blowing up though. Do you know what she on blew? On that she same blew, bump. She blew my fucking fantasy team. Yeah, she did. Not, not literally, obviously. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she re- ruined my fantasy team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was a high speed. Maybe. You do not want to crash there. No, because no it was a speed trap, and they're doing like sixty k's coming into that oh, section, basically. He must have been packing himself. You saw him when he when he pulled it up, and he he threw a hand up in the air like he was like, "Oh my god!" It was I'm like alive. a celebration of like yeah. I'm still alive. Yeah. I'm not dead. That could have gone real wrong. It um, was, um, but yeah, was an impressive save. All right, KB, floor is yours. Do the New Zealand wrap-up. Will you go through all the Kiwi guys? Um, we actually fun HB. Strong result in 38th. That was a good one Yeah, for him. real good. Yeah. Um, who else did we have in the finals there? Win in 50th, so not quite as strong as last weekend's race, but kind of looked like maybe it had all gone a little bit backwards from the start. James McDermott, 53rd. Brooke in 56th. strong show. Don't know what happened to Brooke. It looks like he's had a crash there. Maybe even a couple of crashes. Just looking at a couple of rough splits. What a weekend it must have been for him, though, eh? Oh, that's what I said to Katie. I was like, man, it must have been... Even though that section wasn't in the track, just Mm, being on that track would have to be pretty pretty emotional from what he went through. Mm -hmm. Um, George decided to not race after qualifying. He um he decided that he wasn't quite ready for it after he knocked himself out last weekend at Snowshoe, so he took a bit of a break. It was kind of all our notables in, in the elite men. Mm. Um, we talked about Jackson just obviously, Goldstone obviously just decimating the junior field and putting in the third fastest time of the day. Uh, Lockie got a fourth. That was a pretty good result from Lockie again. Um... Cam Beck in 11th in junior men. So a couple of decent little results on those boys. Um, is Valley Hole just going to come back around and win this season again? Kind of out of nowhere like she did last year? 
Mm, what's the points get? 119 back from Camille, who has currently a broken collarbone. Because mm. Valley's moved possible. in. Valley's moved into second now. Yeah. So I don't like. Is there? Man, Miriam's really making a case to not win this. Jesus, like, she's trying to lose it at this rate. It's nuts, Cam- eh? Cammy, it's not confirmed whether or not she's out for. Nah, she no. she basically said like I'll take it day by day and try and make it back, but it's it's essentially should be racing four weeks to the day, basically of breaking it, which is definitely doable with a collarbone. Like, I mean, if you've got a plate in there. You could you could be back on the bike. It'd be uncomfortable, but you could be back on a bike in two weeks. Um, and so 119 points. I'm kind of just trying to roughly work out where that would maybe sit in terms of 200. Ah, uh, yeah. So she would have to beat Valley basically, because mm. you'd it, for the final there'd be a 150 mm. point gap between first and second. Really? Is it that? Oh, yeah, because a, a, a second and a second is 200 points. And then mm. it's... Oh, no, sorry. I'm completely off base. That's only 50 points. This is why I'm not okay. an accountant. Um, so, no, there's still some potential actually in there for her. I mean, you'd have to kind of feel like possibly she can get fourth place. You know, poss- if she's... Yeah, I think she could get in the top five, maybe. It'd be it'd be a pretty heroic fucking race if she pulled that together. Yeah. Just up and took the win, or took the took the overall. Sorry. Because if she got fifth in Valley One, Valley would just get it by like a point. Mm. So it's, and that's I mean that's also not a guarantee that Valley's going to win. So there's still potential there. You'd think she would want to try. Shit. With it being pressure's on though, eh? Pressure's on and, Cammy at this point. And mm. Nina's Nina's right there as well, right? Like she's she's uh, in terms of points, she's back a bit. No, but in terms of in terms of taking a win, oh and, yeah, and ruining mm. Valley's chances, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And especially at a place like as well. yeah, a place like Val de Sol, those two could be pretty strong there. And I mean, Valley hasn't been; she's been pretty prone to crashes as well. So you can't kind of can't put her in as a lock. Nah, that'd, that'd be interesting. Um, Strong. I win. thought Valley's. I thought Valley's pants were tucked into her socks, Kerry. But <laughs> I, um, can, I confirmed they weren't for you. But but what? How high are these things going to get? Why are like they rolling their cuffs up? Why are they rolling them up? Why? They're basically tights at this point, anyway. Why are you rolling them up? I don't even understand how they roll them up. Is so anyone else doing it? Yeah, it's a bit of a fashion thing, isn't yeah. it? A bit of a style. It's a bit the, of a... The, the youth are doing it, right? A bit of a thing. There's youth. I don't understand the youth. Can we get... Um, I suggested... Can we get horse I suggested last, investigating on this? <laughs> I suggested last night that um, we should form a committee that sort of um, at, at nationals sort of acts as almost fashion police, but you know, just, just reining in some of this dumb stuff. Um, and I was told that I don't know what's cool anymore. So. Yeah, but we're not talking about what's cool anymore. We're talking about, you know, what's, what's always been cool. So for example, 
you can you can have your your dickies and you can have your alpine stars shirt sure no worries that's always cool <laughs> if ranking Fine wasn't list. doing it in 05 then you shouldn't be doing it now nah if your socks don't meet your dickies don't even put them on no. um well i think old um millie johnson was running ankle socks for quite some time oh fuck that's misinformed eh? someone must have yeah, had one on the shoulder at some point yeah i think someone's had a really day just yeah i don't want to no, this is embarrassing it's pretty awkward but we just need yeah. to talk to you about those socks I, I don't want to speak, speak ill of a legend, but Red Dog, remember when Stevie Smith oh. wore ankle socks at World Champs in Peter Maritzburg and he crashed in the first turn and it can't have been a coincidence. Nah, it wasn't a coincidence. No coincidence. Not at all. Well, it, didn't it come out recently? There was a photo yeah. and Hill was in ankle socks. Yeah. Yes, there's in like the in like the 03 days, he's wearing ankle socks. Uh, it's a black mark against a great career. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Brings him down. Yeah. I bet he I bet he knows about it too. I bet he, I bet he Oh uh, yeah, awesome. absolutely. I yeah. bet he's worked yeah. hard to have that photo removed from the internet. Yeah. yeah. He's got PIs on it. Yeah. yeah, he does. Oh shit. Um mm. strong win from Valley though. Getting back to what we were talking about. Three seconds up on Nina was pretty good. Mm. Um Very Ele- strong. Eleanor Farina has been quietly good this like sneaky good this season. Just sneaking her way onto the podium all the time. Yeah, she is pretty good. Like she's sort of four, five, six, eh? Mm. But fourth um, place, Jess blew result. it. Podium for Jess is um is good. She didn't blow it this weekend. She blew it for my fantasy team because whoever and if it's Cowboy, that's even it hurts even more. That was the difference between me winning the league and me getting second. Yeah. So this is. This is actually something we should bring up right now. Red Dog almost won the OTB League this week with a strong, like, 846 points or something. It was... 65. 865. It was massive. Mm -hmm. And we were sure he had it done, and then the Flying Cow goes and gets him by five points. The Flying Cow needs to come forward and... I don't know Identify if it would themselves. Be I, I don't feel think... like cow- Cowboy would say his name was Cowboy. Yeah, flying the flying Dude. cow. Can you please identify yourself? Send Come us a forward. Message. The um, least likely person to be taking part in an internet fancy downhill league is Cowboy. Yeah, exactly what I thought too. I mean, I thought my team had done pretty terribly. Uh, we have forty. We actually have forty nine people in the league, which is impressive. That's um, double F listeners. I mean, I thought I had done terribly in 42nd place, but then there's a guy called Chris Van who was 47th. Oh, it's so me. I didn't do too, didn't do as bad as I hoped. But then now, last week's winner, Laurie C, with a massive fall from Grace. Uh, Lawrence has gone back into 43rd this week, so. It's a stupid game. It's the fucking worst. It's... I don't even know why I started this stupid. Yeah, league. never do, let's never do this again. Nah. Because even when you almost win, you're pissed off about it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Liam Jackson has lost his lead, though. The Flying Cow has actually taken the lead overall. So, big news on the overall race to the final. Okay. Um, And, Red Dog, would you have set your team if I hadn't reminded you to change your team? No. Because you would have still had... It's the first time since the first race that I've changed my team. (laughs) What a weekend to do it, too. I I did like your strategy... Of going Sorry. for all protected riders. Yeah, they were all protected. I went 
first in the men's, I went first, fifth, tenth, twentieth, and then I was second and fifth in the women's. And you'd think that's a lock, right? Like no one can beat a bit of that. Apparently, you can if you choose Loris Ravelli. But I don't like this idea of being able to change your team throughout the season. I think you've got to pick your team and back them. And if you have a injury, then you can pull someone else in. Well, you so it used to be out, but more like that. I'm pretty sure you used to only be able to change like two riders over the season or something, or you could only change two riders every week. It, it was definitely something more like that. But now you can just make wholesale changes every week and just drop the people mm. that produce or cut loose. And fantasy downhill also proves to me that Red Dog's not really a fan. He's just in it for the money. Because absolutely, the guys that he's putting his bets on, that he's making his money from, like, like Gwyn, you know, and the guys that he's saying that he's a true fan... Troy, he's not putting in his fantasy league. No, well, you can't because, like, they, they it's stupid. The budgets don't update. So, like, if a guy like Troy's been out for ages and, like, and he's a bit unknown or out of form, then the it doesn't reflect in how much he's worth. Who was your top guy this weekend? Finois. Yeah, so for the same budget, you could have had Gwyn. And my question is, why didn't you have Gwyn? I mean, you're a Gwyn guy. Yeah, but Gwyn wasn't going to win, was he? Oh, he's he's oh. a he's a oh, 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 oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back the truck up. We, uh, oh, it's back. Are you, are you are you tearing your guy down? Like he's on the way up, and you're just tearing him down. <laughs> when it guy, when it comes eh? to fan, when it comes to fantasy, <laughs> when it comes to fantasy. See what I mean? He's just in it for the money. He's not a true fan. He doesn't really. I don't think. Writers. I know what the prize is if you win this league, and I don't want it. In fact, it's at my house, and I don't really want to get rid of it. Is it growing mold yet? Oh, it's probably got mushrooms growing out of it. Yeah. Is there an old saddle in there anywhere? Yeah. 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 I don't know if I've got a lot more on uh, on Mount Saint Anne to to cover off. Really, I think we hit all the key uh, the key things there. Oh, another show favorite, Andreas Cold got a rear flat. Uh, no insert. Clearly, no insert in the tire. What are these guys doing? Yeah, I like that. Um. Strong moustache, though. Hey, yo, yeah, that moustache is brilliant. Mm. One thing I actually wanted, I made a note of, the key section this week was actually a really key section. It was a real make or break. <laughs> it was finally one that actually really made a difference. It was, eh? Yeah. Him, it was fifth through the key section. Yeah, and then it was that was what was actually quite interesting because he had a really strong section through there and then you're watching these other like top guys come through and he's putting like a second into them sometimes. And I'm like, man, this is mm. actually making or breaking the race for a lot of people. So that um, was quite interesting. What I thought was pretty interesting was watching, uh, particularly watching Greenland's run because he was putting such big numbers into everyone. He, he got faster over the course of the, his run. So he, his, gap just grew and grew and grew which is kind of what you'd expect right but it's not always the case and it hasn't really been this year like this year it's been up at one split down at one split up at one split down at one split or just even or just holding like a margin the whole way through but msa seemed like it just average speed was the winner it was um yeah because it's such a long track too i think it's like if you have that high average speed and that's where were you going to have that um, that great 
you know, still being able to pull it back together at the bottom. Uh, another yeah. note I had, I think we talked about it on the show. Um, we did. Minar is still wearing Fox goggles. Hey! So, I think, I had to go back and do some investigating, because there was, it was right around Andorra. Was and there Smith was program, didn't he? Yeah, so there was the Smith thing, but I think he's still running Fox goggles, but I think he's running Smith, you know, casual and glasses and stuff like that, because Fox doesn't do any casual eyewear or riding glasses or anything. So this is, I'm pretty sure maybe he's just in Smith for the lifestyle, but he's wearing Fox for the race life. What? What's it? So he's like... Color me confused, Red Dog. Color me confused. (laughs) I don't know. That that Fox deal must be worth so much to them for all of those guys to drop those lifetime sponsors. Well, to to take Minar out of, I mean, I'm... I'm sure O'Neill was paying him pretty decent because he'd been in there for a while and he was making the brand for mountain biking. Um, and he had a helmet like logo, his cliff bar or something on his helmet, I think. So yeah, like, there's some yeah. more money. Um, Oakley he'd been with for like 22 years or something. Yeah, but now um, he's got mouse. Mouse case. Mouse case. Moose case. Moose case. Moose case. Moose case. Moose case. I don't know. Yeah. He was an Optrix guy, eh? He was. He did run Optrix for a little while there. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, did you go back and look at the release? Yeah, because I went back to his Instagram post because I'm like, maybe everything's gone south and I was expecting it to be gone. But then I looked at it and it's just got pictures of him wearing like riding glasses and casual glasses. And I'm like, uh, Mm. maybe they're just a, you know, a a glass, sunglass sponsor. I thought Fox did schnunnies, but do they not nah, do schnunnies? Nah, I don't think they do any anymore. They had schnunnies. They used to, eh? Yeah. They had board shorts. Yeah, they used to yeah. be big in the um, in the, the surf. Yeah, surf they do. Wake and they do board sort of shorts. Yeah, because Bruni was wearing them last year. Remember? He was One racing in them. Like board shorts. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I they got um, culled from the lineup, Gouda. Socks just sold. I mean, socks. Fox just sold for like. Some horrific amount of money to a private equity investment firm. They're just born. A, just a side note. Someone's uh, cashed in their options. Other news mm-hmm. this week, or well, other news today, uh, AWS has just wrapped up yep. in Whistler. Would you call uh, it news? It's got to be one of the most yeah. underreported races. Yeah. I was waiting to find out how I could watch like the last stage live like they used to do, oh. but it turns out they don't oh. do that anymore. No, they don't do anything um, anymore. So, well, that just goes back to what I've talked about in the past. Um, AWS sucks to watch. It's a great participant yeah. sport, but it's not made for media. Um, um, but yeah. the Kiwis, four, five, six. Fucking good. Matt Walker, Ed Masters, and Cole so Lucas. Good. Unreal. And Walker and Eddie are like point, uh, five of a, 0.05 of a second apart. Yeah, Who's- amazing. Who's partying harder, the Zoo Boys or everyone at MSA? Uh, the Zoo. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be underground. They're causing trouble, eh? Who's partying harder, Kerry, the Zoo Boys or Kata Smith at the Shran um, deck? Uh, I mean, we got footage of today. Caleb would go hard for about three beers, but I think that's probably all he's got in him. Okay. Yeah, I think I don't think Caleb would have much for the boys from the Zoo, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. He might hit his head on the ceiling when he goes underground too. He probably would. He's a giant of a man. Mm. 
Hill in twenty seventh. What's going on there? It's not good. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it at this. Is can, it done? can we just quickly talk is about it, this? Is, is it done? He, is he ruining his legacy? Yes. Is he ruining his legacy? I think it's time to hang up the five tens. Yeah. Oh man. He's. I hate, no, he's he's getting paid to ride bikes. Who fucking cares? It's it's hell. Do what he wants. Yeah, I mean, you're right. look, Nico's still racing bikes. He's racing e-bikes. He hasn't ruined his legacy. Maybe Hill just needs to move to AWC. He did do one, can, didn't he? I can he see like that a... happening. I think he did one last year. I mean, oh, uh, he I could... just Hill in twenty seventh is just greater. Um... Proof that the glory, our, our glory days, are further away than they have ever been. Hang on, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna warn both of you guys here. You're writing off another legend, right? And <laughs> you're just putting a warning into us. And I'm just, 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 I just don't want you to make the same mistake. I would you know, never you've, you've write done off it to a Greg. Legend. You've done it to Gwyn. You know, you've done it to Finn. You know, you've just written off all these guys in the last six months. And here you are ripping off your hero. Like, Hold what on. What, what I never wrote off Finn. <laughs> yeah, I never wrote off Finn. I never, I bet. Well, I'll put it to the listeners. You know, Kerry puts the names on these podcasts and, um, you know, this one's title is Finn will never make it. So, you know, <laughs> who's, who's propagating the line? There were some bold claims thrown around <laughs> about Finn at one point. <laughs> uh it's what you do when you're just so far removed from the racing and you you just you you just don't have that enjoyment in life anymore. So you just make up these bold claims. You think you know what you're talking about, but you don't know shit. Is that an underhanded, um, not compliment, um, insult, Kerry? <laughs> <laughs> At all of us? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <sighs> oh, man. Um, Thomas, the first half of the season, and he's getting old. Yeah. Rough. And he's riding. Yeah. He's 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 doing promos for cheap e-bike companies. All he needs yeah. to do is slam a money and go ride a downhill bike. Yeah, that's what we, we want. Out. I mean, now out like a god. That's what the people want back. Actually, he should just run Samapalooza um, parties in the middle of nowhere. The problem where Bogans race cars around, yeah. like basically demolition derby on off-road mm-hmm. tracks. You know how Nico, when he retired from racing, went and raced rally mm. for a while yeah. there? He like raced in WRCs. Like, I can see Sam Hill retiring from racing and going and racing Demo Derby. <laughs> sort of like the equivalent, like the Perth equivalent. Of I can see him being an F45 instructor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you being an F45 yeah. instructor. I'm, I'm a bit too much of an arsehole, probably. That's why I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, yeah. the last... It's just hard seeing Jesus, you know? It's like Jesus at Easter. It's hard. <laughs> and, you know, he's just... You're putting hell on the you cross. Want, you want little Christmas Jesus. Little baby Jesus. Here's another yeah. thing about the EWS, and particularly this race. So you've got... A false economy? Yeah, there's that, right? I mean, Jesse Malamed, hell of a rider, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, that's, that's his backyard, right? But here's my key takeaway. I would way rather see Jack Moyer, Matt Walker, Eddie Masters, and um, and half of the EWS field, to be honest. Like Richie Rude. I'd way rather see all those guys on downhill bikes. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. As a fan, I would pay my money to watch those guys race downhill, not AWs. I'd love to see hey. Reggie return to downhill. Oh, oh man, fuck, it'd be good. He'd be a 10. Hey, question for you. If like if the point if downhill goes super pointy and there's like thirty guys, do you think AWS will get bigger? Nah, I think downhill will get bigger. I reckon some sort of secondary series is gonna would have to pop up surely. Some but sort there's of... got to be a gap for a little bit. And so, what are your privateers gonna do? Well, I think I think I feel like Enduro's already had that though. Everyone who yeah. con couldn't really make it in downhill and didn't want to just focus on that went to. Went to Enduro. Like, I think it's done that. It's had its kind of boom of people going, yeah, going over that it way. It has, really. But, and I, it, it seems like to be a competitive EWS racer is you, you've got to be a different sort of a bike rider to being a competitive downhill racer these days. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a different type of strength and fitness and everything, right? Just marginally, but, but it doesn't seem as interchangeable as it once was. Nah, it, I think the crossover used to be way easier, but it's got way more specific now, for sure. I think about it this yeah. way, right? So you've got, if you look at the the level of the teams that are running World Cup teams now, so if there's 30 World Cup races, every one of those guys are big salary, big factory support teams. And that'll mean that the teams that are running World Cup teams will be going, right, where are we getting our next rider from? Where are we getting our next year's rider from? And so they'll start running feeder teams and like US Cups and um, and Europe Cups and stuff. And it might take a couple of seasons, but I don't think it'll take that long before there's like a really good feeder series either in Europe or the States or both. We're talking, talking some like Formula One uh, style. Well, just, that's just how like all of these sports work, right? Like even road racing, it's like that. Yeah. Like you've yeah. got the guys that like those, those Tour de France teams a massive operation. They're actually huge when you look into the rest of the riders yeah. that are in them. Totally. Yeah. Like a like a top Tour de France team, even like a mid-pack Tour de France team will have two or three teams worth of guys mm. that they're picking for the Tour. And then there'll be guys that are on those teams that never make it to the Tour, but they still run full-on careers racing. Yeah, they still like make good money. Legit races. I can see it happen. Yeah, it could it could happen if it if this discovery stuff takes off, it could be really good for it. My uh, my last piece of news for the week. Did you guys see that Joe Nation won the Great British Divide? Did you even he know did? he was doing it? Yeah, he yeah, yeah he's doing it. And Rufus was second. Yeah, he was with Rufus. Yeah. yeah, so he he put the hammer to Rufus at some point, and so he dropped him by a bit. But yeah, Joe fucking destroyed it that's so cool yeah I didn't know he won yeah so him Rufus and then uh, I'm not sure the, the other dude was a guy from the UK somewhere I think they got third but yeah that is so sick he had a he had a pretty good lead like he he definitely sent it home so it was pretty cool good job too how much uh, did he lead by lead Rufus by uh it was like he was a he was a good chunk ahead of him um I'm not too sure how far it was in the end I didn't didn't get to see well because when I actually looked this morning, um, Joe was the only one who'd actually finished. Ah, oh, yeah, that is so sick. So if I this is what you miss out on when you don't have Instagram, eh? Yeah, yeah. really, really obscure, ultra distant, good news stories, gravel rides. It was like yeah. eight days. Fuck yeah, it's man. so cool. It looks like an awesome route too. Hey, how did um? young Matt Fairbrother get on 
in uh, Whistler? Uh, did not. I don't know where he. I don't know where he finished. He was hovering around like eighth or something after the pro stage. Oh yeah. Hold caller. One moment, caller. We should have done our research. Yeah, I was just trying to trying to. He see. wasn't in the top five. Five oh, play splits. Maybe this will give me. The fact so, that you can't find this information very easily tells you everything you need to know. Uh, so they have the they have the results up pretty fast. I mean, I'm looking at Pink Bike. So it's probably <laughs> looks fun. like uh, Rufus was about just over three hours behind Joe. Oh, that's all right. So that um. Series results, Whistler. Hang on. Hang on. It comes as a it comes as a PDF. <laughs> results, CWS. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Can you okay. Print that Hang off on. For us, mate? Put that on the. Hang on. Uh, I'll send it to the printer. Can you pin that up on the community no. Can you put it on a uh, a USB dongle for me? Like a. Does anyone still use those to store stuff on? USB no, dongles. it's on the cloud these days. What are you storing on your uh, USB Matt Fairbrother was tenth. <laughs> Guy Johnson was ninth. And the under twenty ones. Yeah, under twenty ones. That's, that's, that's pretty good yeah. going, eh? It's not bad going at all, especially because he rode all the way across the bloody sea to get there. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how did he get across the water? The only guy to race in EWS and commute from New Zealand to every race and then presumably mm. he'll then commute home as well. Like, mm. Yeah. I mean, What's, he, what's he sailing, do you think? Uh, like a P-class, just those real little ones? Yeah. I, I, some kind of schooner? <laughs> just to just to put a bow in this thing, wrap it um, up. In the Masters thirty five, none other than and just brace yourself, Nathan Sherritt. Ben Sanders in seventh. Yes, I did see Ben's over there. Mm. Pretty I mean, solid result, well. actually. Real solid result. Ben Sanders, Nathan Sherritt. He beat Joe Lawless. You know, it's a solid result. Just finishing that race. That looks yes. massive. I only legitimately finished it once, I think. Oh, no. Nah, yeah, only once. Once I got a flat at the top of the top of the world and I, was, I hadn't taken my bag because I was so tired I couldn't be really carrying anymore. <laughs> and it had no tubes or anything in it. Oh, I didn't have anything with me. So I just like oh, no. way at the top. And then the second time I did it, I blew up a wheel on the second stage. And I finished, but I... I'd taken a wheel off uh, Pip's bike. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, they don't check the stickers if you're a back marker. Like no. And, um, <laughs> so, so I did finish. And then, the tape. Yeah. I did actually cut the tape too to get out anyway. Yes, and then the third time I actually finished it, but I was real crook. <laughs> That's good stuff. Brilliant. But actually in 2014, when I did it the first time, I won because they said, Hey guys, when you come from Creekside to Whistler, don't ride down the main road. We're going to catch you, and you're going to be disqualified. And I was riding on the like the valley path, like which takes ages because it meanders around to get back to the village. And then like every pro is just thundering the road, and I was like, God damn it! Like what the fuck? And no, no one got disqualified. Like nothing. Oh, Law abiding shocker. Dog, eh? Just got screwed yeah. by the. Authority. I needed, I needed like my 80th or whatever the hell I was trying fighting for. Like God. Well, I rode down that valley path one night. And was maybe may or may not have been quite intoxicated, and 
I had it in my head that I was going to get eaten by a cougar or a bear or something, and I was fucking terrified because it was quite late. Um, good memories of Whistler. Did you just? I said we're going to wrap this up, um, but keeping on. I know this podcast has quite a like an interest in crime. Did you guys see there was a shooting in Whistler Village? I did during the day like and like shooting. It was right by the sundial, which is like right near the lift, and people were like left their bikes and ran. Out of the lift line. I wonder how many got stolen because Whistler's also notorious for bikes and shit getting stolen yeah. too. Uh, isn't isn't yeah. Whistler like fifty percent bikes in summer, fifty percent bikes and skiing, uh, skiing in winter, and then just fifty percent drugs and like stag dudes and shit? Yeah, so like they make a lot of money in the summer from that sort of stuff, and also like <laughs> all drugs. these. Well, like staggies mostly, hensus, <laughs> and then like May long weekend. Which, when I was there, I thought it wasn't May Long weekend. I thought it was May Long weekend, like one word. Because <laughs> so I heard Tristan Merrick saying it over, over and over on like the speaker at May Long weekend while I was waiting in the lift line. And I just started calling it May Long. Um, <laughs> all the people from Surrey come to um, Whistler and just like stab each other for some reason. <laughs> so, what a holiday. So like all the hotels, they kind of they hang out in the parking lot, like they tailgate, and they come into the village and stab each other. Um, <laughs> and all the hotels like ban them from coming, and they have checkpoints on the highway and stuff. You've been sorry, um, and they even like created an event called the Go Fest, so that <laughs> all the people who were attending the event had like an enduro race and stuff like that. Um, would book out the hotels so they wouldn't have this problem with the people from Surrey. It's real weird. That's, that's uh, awesome. But yeah, happy Maylon, guys. The depths, of, the depths of Whistler. Yeah. yeah. What a great place. It, gives, it makes me feel uncomfortable just thinking about all those people. Eh? Just too many people. It was... Yeah. Um, fuck, all it was good for was going and just absolutely rinsing your bike mid-season. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just... Fucking wheels and it yeah. thunders your cat, eh? It fucks oh, your cat. Just destroys it. Let's well, uh, that's enough of that. Just for like this we've week. destroyed an hour and a half of everyone's yeah. time. Sorry to anyone who's made it this far, but congratulations also if you have. Um, before we leave it as a lull for too much longer, uh, boys, quickly give me your winners for World Champs in Leger. Which is when is it? race coming up? Ah, oh, it's about three weeks. I don't really know. I haven't researched um, it that much. Two weeks, maybe. My winners, my winners. Uh, Amory, too much on the line. Like he's got to win. It's a win at all costs. So yeah. he's my pick. Uh, second, mm, Finn. He's the man in form. Third. I actually just asked for a winner in each class, but you keep going if you want to. I'm gonna go T Roy because he's my guy. Alright, so you just and carrying I on think with this Miriam, whole podium I think prediction. Miriam wins. I think Miriam wins. Okay. Alright. Chris, got any hot takes? Um Gordon? well longtime fan Finn? and supporter Finn for the win. Um I mean he's 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 on form, right? And he's been he's been there for so long and he's always had he's always had the potential capability. He's just gotta put it together and we've seen that now. Um, Emery in second, and 
Aaron in third. Oh, you like that? It's bold. That's Aaron Gwynn. I feel like and, he's and, he's overcorrecting. He's over he's overcorrecting. <laughs> he's gone deep. I've just uh, looked at the, I've just looked at the results from MSA and gone, ah, yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Just go with that. Uh, KB, he's got Manar, Laurie, and then Jackson. He races two. Jackson, if he races elite, <laughs> you got them around the wrong way though, because Jackson's the number one rider. So, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, nah, I am going to say Bruni. Bruni's going to win. Um, okay, that's not a bad call. I'm going to say Benoit from accounts turns around the bad luck he's had. Lands himself nice. a podium, and I'm also going to put Minar on there just because I I pick yeah, with no, I yeah. pick with my heart. So Minar's fucked this year, guys. Sorry about that. Um, um, you know, only does good. I should have written him off, and then he'd probably win. Yeah. Um, and then in the women's, I am going to say oh, I don't know. Miriam just I don't. I feel like I should pick her, but I don't think I can. I think. Um, I'm going to go with Valley. Yeah, okay. I didn't give my woman's pick, but I, I'm going with Valley as well. She's on a tear now. She mm. she knows how to win. And Confidence is she's away. snowballing. Yeah. And she's just going to dominate the next couple of years. Righto. We'll see you next show. See you, Mandy. <laughs> What's up? Poison is better. Read the label carefully, I'm only here for the show. I love hip hop too much to let you feed my ego. In the key of F U C K Y O U. I mean, why do I owe you if you're not helping me through? I mean, why do I owe you if you're obstructing my view? Success is not my class or just a house that's brand new. You see, I irrigate the culture, give it shape like a sculpture. Still complicated, rock like I'm supposed to be. L I T Z, like my DJ. Rock to the rhythm like a rock.